welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. We're back, your auto team, team uh, in the studio here. My name is Earl, also known as a recovering car dealer. I'm just going to go around the table and tell you who we got with us because we, we can answer most all of your questions. We'll hopefully be able to educate you, entertain you a little bit. Uh, you've heard of me. I'm the uh, local Toyota dealer, but this is not an infomercial. I've been a car dealer since 1968. I've written a book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, because I've recovered from the way I used to sell cars, and now I'm trying to be honest and transparent. I get a little bit better every day. This show is kind of like part of my therapy to uh, maintain my honesty and integrity in the car business. But this is not an infomercial. I don't pay for this. This is a consumer advocacy show, basically explaining how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. And to my immediate right is Rick Kearney, who is a certified diagnostic master technician. I know that's a mouthful, but he's a, he's an expert. He's been doing this for over 20 years. He worked for me for 20 years. And uh, before that, he was a car buff, and he studied cars uh, a good percentage of his adult life. Uh, we call him a auto computer scientist because he seems to uh, be working on computers today. The cars of today versus the cars of 25 years ago are really rolling computers. So uh, Rick Kearney can answer any of your questions. Uh, he's got some great advice for you on buying, not buying, but maintaining and repairing your car. Uh, he can help the do-it-yourselfers. Uh, he can probably diagnose some problems you may have with your car, any make or model. Uh, if he doesn't get it, Right away, he'll Google it, and if he can't Google it or get it right away, he'll get back to you with an answer. But Rick is 99% of the answers. And to Rick's right is Nancy Stewart, who is also my wife, and she is a consumer advocate for women. Actually, she's a consumer advocate for everybody. Uh, she'll tell the women out there how to buy a car or lease a car without being ripped off. Uh, she's got a lot of uh, great advice. Matter of fact, Nancy has a uh, uh, an offer for our female listeners. We try to increase our number of female listeners and callers. So, Nancy, uh, uh, w how much are we paying today for a first-time female caller? Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as uh, Earl said, I am here to uh, let the ladies know that the first two new lady callers can win yourselves $50 uh, $50 each. And I'm also here to let you ladies know that uh, uh, we make up uh, more than 51% uh, of the population. Uh, and uh, guess what, girls? You're involved in most of the uh, car purchases. So with that said, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, Ladies and gentlemen, you are a very important part of the show. We love hearing from all of you. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Thank you. Uh, you first-time lady callers, as Nancy said, 50 bucks cash. Uh, there's no conditions. I know you're used to uh, fine print and conditions, and but this kind of a reaction when you hear an offer on the air. But this radio offer on the air is sincere. And uh, we have a sincere reason for wanting to hear more women callers. We don't have enough. Uh, the women don't seem to be as inclined to call the show. Uh, we probably have more women callers than most shows. 
I'm probably saying if we looked at the average, probably 35%. We want to get it up to 50%. So 50 bucks cash, no conditions for the first time you call the show if you're a female. Now going around the horn here, Stu Stewart is on my left and to Nancy's right. Howdy. And Stu is uh, my son, and hence the last name. Uh, he has uh, got his Mac computer in front of him, and he is, his fingers are frantically tickling the keys. He's our cyber connection with uh, cyberspace. He shoots our message out into cyberspace via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Snapchat, and probably a lot of others that I don't even know about. But uh, you can reach us uh, with a lot of other means if you don't catch the show or you have to leave the show early. Um, let me ask Stu to tell you how you can pick up the show. We have a video recording. We have audio recordings. We have all sorts of ways you can hear what is said here if, in case you're not timely. That's right. Well, right now we are live on Facebook, and you can see that at facebook.com slash Earl Stew. That is Earl's personal Facebook page. And it's also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cars. It's simulcast. So you can watch it both places. You can go to erloncars.com, and you can read all Earl's blogs. And, uh, and there's links to everything we talk about on the show, how to check your car for recalls, uh, the good dealer, bad dealer list, and, and our list goes on. So uh, like Earl said, there's lots of ways to reach us, and uh, uh, you can find us about anywhere online. Thanks, Stu. Uh, by the way, my personal Facebook page, which, of course, is facebook.com forward slash Earl Stu, S-T-E-W, uh, that's my personal Facebook page. And this morning, I want to say hi, a little shout-out to all of my Sunrise Club members. Nancy Stewart and I are also known as Mr. and Mrs. Sunrise, and every morning we're on the beach videoing a sunrise. And this morning we had an absolutely incredible sunrise. So all you Sunrise Club members that caught the sunrise, you hopefully can also follow us on the radio show if you have a few minutes this morning because we're live, Facebook video, right now. You can see how beautiful Nancy is. You can see how handsome I am. And uh, just go to... Well, you can just turn onto my Facebook page. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960. It is going to be a fabulous show for the next two hours. You can entertain us with your stories of purchasing a vehicle, leasing a vehicle, good stories, bad stories. We want them all right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. So give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us. At 772-497-6530, we have got a fantastic show ahead, as we always do. We're going to go to John, who's calling, and he's a regular from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Today, it's uh, kind of a sad story, but I want to thank you for pointing out on the Corvette about the automatic door release. My friend had a later Corvette, and he didn't even know about that. Now, for a sad story... Um, <clears throat> some of the luxury high-end cars have an accessory called a SCAD, S-C-A-D. That means soft-closing automatic door sensor. Unfortunately, a 61-year-old man from Valley Stream, Long Island, he has a large lawsuit with BMW. He had his fingers severed in his BMW X5 SUV. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, he's oh. claiming defective uh, solenoid. Um it's sad, but, you know, some of these automatic items that they're putting in can create further problems. 
So um, I just want to, you know, I also thought about this, too. On people's SUV, uh, the rear deck lid has something like, maybe call it similar to that. When you do close it, it has like an auto, a screw-turning uh, device. And um, I'm just wondering if somebody could, maybe a child's finger or something could get caught in that. You know, on a, on a garage door on a house, if there's an automatic uh, sensor yes. that if a child or something should go and the, the door's coming down, it uh, senses and the door will reverse itself or it'll stop closing. But I want to know if um, Rick has any comment about this SCAD, this soft-closing automatic door sensor, and if anything can be done that they have a safety on it. I'll wait to hear from you. Absolutely. Thank you, John. As a matter of fact, um, most of our automatic doors that have that, that slow-closed rear hatch or the automatic power hatch or the automatic sliding doors that will open just from touching the handle or using a remote, they have two features designed to help protect against that issue. Uh, the first one is a touch sensor. There's actually a rubber grommet on the edge of the door that just the lightest little touch against that, it's got an uh, electrical contacts inside, and the slightest touch against it will cause that door to reverse operation and open completely back up. Kind of like an elevator door. You can't really get your fingers caught in an elevator door too exactly. bad. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And then, of course, the other uh, backup device they have, which is what they originally had in the first Siennas of power doors, is the motor, the electric motor that closes the door has a sensor on it that detects the amperage draw. And if it detects a physical barrier that causes that amperage draw to suddenly begin increasing, it will automatically reverse that door back open. Well, this BMW that cut the man's fingers off, apparently there was a failure with a sensor or something. Uh, because, yeah, it would have I, to be. I can't imagine BMW or any manufacturer having uh, no safety device. In fact, hopefully there'd be a backup uh, fail-safe because I can't, uh, you're not going to sell a whole lot of cars if people can have their fingers uh, cut off when the door closes. No. Uh, this should be interesting to follow that lawsuit. Uh, well, uh, John, was this a passenger It was door? in the New York Post, and that's, he's claiming, uh, it, is not, it probably does have that safety that you say, but his lawyer is claiming a defective part, defective yeah. sensor. Well, it, would, it would have had to fail in order to do that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and the second question I have for Earl. Yeah. A friend of mine wants to buy a 67 Ford. It's on I-75 in Georgia. And it's at a dealer. And he's claiming that he has a Carfax on it. Isn't that impossible? How far back <laughs> do Carfax reports go? What year, approximately? Well, I don't think they go back to 67. I don't think Carfax existed in 1967, but maybe the Ford was repaired more recently. If he's got it, if he still has it around, maybe it was in an accident. It could have been an accident last year, in which case there would be a Carfax report. Well, I called the guy because my friend wants me to go up and look at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it turns out to be, it's, it's, uh, Rick probably knows about this, Ford has a system that you pay for. It's called a Marty Report, M-A-R-T-I. Mm -hmm. And what that is, that's a Ford, that's not done by an out Ford, but an outside research that tells you everything about an older Ford uh, since Mustang. Oh, no, not in 65 or 66, but start 67 mm -hmm. and on up. And it tells you everything that the car, you know, with numbers in the factory where it was built and the accessories. 
So that's basically what it is, but it's, it's not a car fax as such the way we know it. Well, thank you. John, let me ask you a question. This is interesting. I'm on a board of directors of First City Bank of Commerce. I'm also on their loan committee, and we had a client that uh, borrowed money on, a, um, on an antique car. It was an older car. And the question is, how can we establish a value on that car? Uh, there's not really a book, is there, that you can go to? Uh, I, I'm sure that people that spend millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars at these uh, auto, antique auto auctions must have some source of information. What, is the, what would be the best valid source of information for my bank to be able to establish the value of an antique vehicle? Well, you've asked the right guy, because I'm collecting cars and following collected cars for 55 years. Mm -hmm. The Bible of the industry, the absolute Bible that many go on, is called Collector Car Price Guide, okay? Uh Okay. That's the one that basically use. Also, Haggerty Insurance Company has a book that they pull out that's very reliable and very good. But this Collector Car Price Guide is put out by Krauss Publications oh, in Iola, Wisconsin. Well, that is great information. I will 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 buy that. I guess the thing comes out what monthly or weekly or Barnes and Noble should have it. No, it's yearly, but yearly. there is also a price guide that they put out that comes out uh, monthly. Uh-huh. And there's two hundred eighty thousand prices in it. Every car from eighteen ninety nine to twenty ten, and it is the Bible of the industry it's gone it's used for major auctions and it's it's one that's most respected how about that car let me see i got this right i wrote down collector car price guide guide right perfect okay you can get it on the internet uh you know look it up but it's kraus publications in iola wisconsin um i think somewhere i got a phone number yeah 800-258- Oh nine two nine. Visit them online, www.krausbooks.com. That's the is Bible that, of the industry, that and Krause? that's the one that's accepted by insurance companies and top collectors. Is that Kraus, K-R-A-U-S-S? Right. No, K-R-A-U-S-E. S-E. Very good. Right. Well, thank you. And that's yeah. the one that you want to do, use. Thanks, John. Well, I appreciate okay. that very much. Uh, you didn't realize that I'd be asking you questions when you called in, but thank you very much. You know a lot about it. Well, you happened cars. to hit my field, and <laughs> I told my friend not to buy. Originally, last month was the Barrett-Jackson auction, which was a big success down here uh-huh. in Palm Beach. And the success of it was 150 cars that were right from your area, uh, John Stalupi. And, boy, those cars, mm-hmm. they really went for top, mostly 50s and 60s. Yeah. I mean, real big numbers. Yeah. But they were mint cars. I mean, cars that spent like 100000 on some of them to restore them. John, thank you very much. Great call, as usual. And uh, you're, our, you're one of our, our best and regular, most regular callers. Rick has a comment. Yeah, hey, John, uh, just as a, as a kind of side note, when the Siennas first came out with those power slide doors, we had a lady customer ask about... She was concerned about her children's hands getting caught in those doors. And so I offered to demonstrate for her. I had her set the door to where it was closing, and I took my pinky finger and stuck just my pinky finger up there and let the door close on my finger, and it gave just the lightest pinch, 
and then immediately backed right up. Well, it's a good thing you weren't a mechanic at the BMW dealership that sold that car. They might be calling me yeah. Ricky Ninefingers. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. in, all, in defense of BMW, everything has a defect on it, and I imagine this had to be uh, definitely one in a million cases that it happened. Well, I will yeah. say BMW dri- drivers are a little bit different on the road. I, uh, I'm, I'm afraid of BMW drivers. <laughs> When I see Especially one of my on a seventy thousand dollar car. <laughs> Thanks, John. Great right. call. Talk to you next week. Have a good day, folks. Thanks, John. Okay. Always a great call. He always has so much information for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are right here at the oldies station, and uh, guess what? You're not going to hear any music this morning, but you are going to hear the recovering car dealer if you just tuned in. This is Earl Stewart on cars. So give us a call toll-free. And remember, ladies, I have $50 for each one of you and uh, for the first two new lady callers. So give us a call at toll-free uh, toll at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now I'll give it back to the uh, recovering car dealer. Thanks, Nancy. We have a text from Tina. Tina from uh, Bonita Springs. Mm-hmm. And he, she, is, uh, she is one of our best callers. I won't say female because she's one of our best, most knowledgeable callers, male or female. Uh, I honestly have, I, I know very few people that have her knowledge, general knowledge about car mechanics and sales and a lot of other things. Very smart gal. Tina says, uh, in this interesting article about a Michigan Chevy dealership who was shut down for 15 days by the Michigan Secretary of State, for repeatedly failing to provide customers titles is required by law. Uh, Patsy Lou Chevrolet in Flint, Michigan. Uh, that's, a, that's not an uncommon problem, unfortunately. When car dealers have a cash flow problem, this is when it happens. And if a car dealer is having difficulty financially, one of the things they do is they don't pay off their trade-ins. You see, when you trade in a car, typically there's a balance owed. You might trade in a car that had thousands of dollars. You could have $20,000, $25,000 owed the bank. So when the buyer of the car trades that used car in, the dealer is supposed to pay the car off to the bank. Well, there's no money in the bank, the dealer's bank. They can't pay it off. So what they do is they just keep the car on the used car lot and don't pay it off, and another trade-in comes, another, pretty soon they've got millions of dollars worth of cars that they haven't paid off. And uh, the problem is that the person who bought the car is liable to the bank. And usually that's the way the problem is revealed because the person that bought the new car two months ago gets a uh, late notice from the bank, why haven't you made your payments on the car you, 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 you finance with us? So... This uh, Flint, Michigan car dealership, uh, Patsy Lou Chevrolet, apparently Patsy Lou has got a case of the shorts. <laughs> and I think is, uh, is Patsy not, paying her, not paying her bills. They shut her down for three weeks. Uh, I won't name any names because uh, I just don't want to name this name. But I have a, a friend, and he got into bad financial trouble, and he was a car dealer in Florida. What's his name? Carl Stark? No, I won't. But he, 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 he paid everybody off. But he had to serve him a few time, few years in the slammer, and I feel uh, uh, I feel bad for the guy. But it sneaks up on you, and sometimes a car dealer doesn't know what's going on. It could be in his accounting office. Pretty soon you find out that happens. So, um, thanks very much, Tina. Great article, very interesting article, and a heads up. 
to uh, our listeners because you're listening to us, Earl Stewart on Cars, because you're looking for some tips. Here's a tip that Tina's text generates. When you trade your car in, be very sure that it is paid off and tell your bank. Tell your bank, I traded that car in, and ABC Chevrolet should be paying that car off because I paid for the new car, and included in the price of the new car was the payoff that that car dealer is supposed to use to pay off my car. Give everybody a heads up. That way you won't be surprised a few months later. Absolutely. So many ways to be careful whenever you're trading in a, <coughs> excuse me, a used vehicle. Ladies and gentlemen, you are an important part of the show. Tina just proved that. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Al, who's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you? We're well, uh, thank you. How you been? Yeah, uh, I'm, in, I'm doing fine, and it's just incident, incidentally that I heard a, a broadcast, but I didn't get it completely. Uh, I know you're concerned about the fact that uh, the legislature is here and uh, uh, the powers that be don't seem to be doing anything about correcting some of the abuses. However, I heard something in terms of the administration, which seems to be very concerned about eliminating anything that Obama did. And one of the things that was on the books was some sort of lending uh, protection that was given to people who were borrowing on cars. And what they'd said was that that's no longer necessary. It's a burden on the banks, so we're eliminating this protection. Uh, did you hear anything about this, or can you uh, uh, explain a little bit more about what that was? Al, you're absolutely right, and I, uh, it's something bad. Uh, it, was a, it was an agency that was doing a service. Uh, it was basically was... The agency's purpose was to an examine, and if uh, Stu uh, or Rick or Nancy will Google this uh, CL, I want to say consumer lending, uh, something or other, uh, consumer lending. Uh, but yeah, that one that Elizabeth Warren put in the Consumer exactly. Lending Protection it, Act. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's supposed to be sure that the lending institutions that lend you money when you buy a car are not discriminating in any way, shape, or form. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, you know, through. Uh, it came up, interestingly enough, during, you mentioned the Obama administration, it came up in uh, Texas, near uh, uh, Air Force Base, I believe, and the uh, young folks that were buying cars, the young men in in uniform, and you know, most uh, people when they join the service, they're young, they probably haven't bought a car before. And these people were being taken advantage of by the lenders because they were so unsophisticated. Uh, first time you buy a car, you're not exactly the, the sharpest tack uh, around to be able to buy a car. So these, uh, these young kids in the service were ending up with almost usurious interest rates being added uh, uh, extended service contracts and gap contracts and, and uh, disability and, and uh, you know, uh, nitrogen in the tires and all the other things that these uh, car dealers will add to somebody that doesn't understand financing. So that's how this in agency was born, because taking advantage of the service people. And, of course, it expanded out to, to all minorities and women and blacks and Hispanics and things of this nature. And what they do is they go into a, to a lender and they say, okay, show me your books. You made this number of loans. This class of people, uh, maybe in this neighborhood, and this religion, or this color skin, or whatever ethnic mm -hmm. thing it may be. And if there is a discrimination, then they find the institution, or they make them do it right. Stu, you found it? 
Oh, it's well, it's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and, okay. it's, and it's under that. Um, car dealers get um, quarterly letters from their lenders that they work with, and they give them the breakdown of the ethnicity of the rate markup yes. that they're giving to various groups of people, like you said. So it'll tell you that on average you are charging uh, two percentage points higher than yes. the African American community or Latino, um, and also it depends on where you are in the country. If you're in uh, on the West Coast, you're going to see a lot of like Asian. Um, if you're dis- see if you're discriminating against uh, people from Asian sure. backgrounds, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's um, it's it's still ongoing. It's uh, I don't know if it's going to be changed, but it's definitely uh, it's regulation. Well, it is a regulation, and, and you know, as a businessman, one of the reasons that I think that this is a good show is I'm a car dealer, and I say that. Uh, somewhat apologetically. I mean, I know my image isn't the, the best. And as a car dealer and as a businessman, I don't like regulations, and I don't like to have to fill this form out every two or three months. It's a burden on me. It's a burden on my business. But sometimes you have to pay the price so you get fairness in the marketplace. And if I were an African-American, and I was afraid that because I was an African-American, I was going to be paying a higher interest rate just because of the color of my skin. That wouldn't be very good. So Not at all. sometimes regulations are necessary. Too much regulation, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I consider the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau something that is very necessary, and I'm very sorry to see that the current administration wants to wipe it out. I think it's, I think it's going to hurt the people that are being discriminated against. Yeah, no, I, I love the phrase, though, an undue burden on the banks. Like, uh, uh, banks seem to have such such uh, uh, a limited uh, uh, ability to take care of things. They are in a position much more than the consumer is to take care of things rather than the other way around. But, listen, this seems to be the uh, tenor of the administ- administration as such. Yes. And uh, I guess you've got to live with it. Well, I, like, you know, I, I wear two hats. I mentioned earlier I, I'm a banker. I'm an owner and a director of a, of a bank, and I'm also the owner and director of a car dealership. So you know, I, I can speak equally to both those. I, right. uh, as, as a banker, it is a burden, but I understand the yeah. reason for it, and it's a good thing. As a dealer, it's a burden, and I say it's a good thing. So I think I can look at it fairly, and I hope that the, somehow or other the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, can continue to do what they do, which is a good job. Al, thank you very much for the call and pointing that okay. out. You're welcome. We're going to go straight to Tina, who's calling from Bonita Springs. Good morning, Tina. Hi, how are you guys doing this morning? Hi, Tina. Great hey. text. Thank you for telling us about this uh, Chevrolet dealership that was uh, not uh, paying the cars off. Yes, that's, that's very shocking, and I can imagine it would be an awful wake-up call for a customer finding out from the bank, hey, wait a second, this car's not paid off. Exactly. And then that puts them in a horrible position. But speaking of things of that nature happening, I was reading an article online the other day about 96-month car loans. No. They're not very common. <laughs> You're not going to find them in banks very much. But 96-month car loans, I thought, oh, my goodness. Well, uh, now, I understand that, that cars are getting ago. more expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that cars are getting more expensive, but I'm thinking, can you imagine the boom this could be for an unscrupulous uh, car dealer? Because somebody might have this car on note for eight years and decide after five years, hey, I want to trade it in, and then they have to roll that balance into the new balance. They could be so taken advantage of with the 96-month yeah. car loan. I, my opinion, I say run to the hills, run away from a 96-month car loan. Heck, run away from a 72-month car loan. problem is a lot of people you know, don't, I don't even know think they're that, signing I don't, up my for that opinion, No, not at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, my opinion, don't sign a, a car note for longer than 16 months. If you do that, I think you're just putting yourself in the hole. Well, Tina, I, I totally agree with you. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes I say on the show, we're preaching to the choir. You and most of our listeners uh, are fairly sophisticated. And most people would know if they were signing an uh, installment sales contract for a 96-month car loan. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't. Some people, um, you know, they're, we, I call them the victims. They're the very young buyers. We talked about kids in the military, yeah. never bought a car before. Elderly people that are not as sharp as they were when they were 25. We're talking about people without the education that they they may uh, have been deprived of. Uh, we're talking about people that are not, um, English is not their language in the contracts and everybody's talking to them in English. How would you like to be in Germany and Berlin or if you're trying to buy something and you don't speak German? So all these people, when they go into a car dealership, they don't know they're signing a contract for 96 months. All they know is the payment is very low and they look at their budget. They know how much they make a month or a week and they say, well, I can afford that. They just don't realize they're going to have to afford that for the next eight years. Uh, so the victims are, are still taken advantage of by this. Leases, by the way, are just as bad. Believe it or not, I yeah. talk to people all the time that leased a car and they thought they bought it. A lot of elderly people, this is a common bait and switch to elderly buyers. They come in, I say buyers, they think they're buying a car, and they sign the contract and they realize they've leased it. I, I've talked to women that have paid $10,000 over the price they should have paid for that lease, not even knowing they were leasing the car. Oh. In it, I'll add well. to that, uh, the poor suspecting, uh, unsuspecting uh, widows. I mean, uh, they've never even looked at a contract, not alone signed one. So, uh, you know, I, I really, my heart goes out to them. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of people that are taken advantage of. Yeah, you, that that just goes to show, like you always say, Earl, make sure when you buy a car, you bring somebody with you. Never buy a car by yourself. Definitely. I have bought a couple of cars by myself, but even even me, I would never buy a car by myself again. Well, I Tina, did it this last yeah. time and I, Not I a good idea. I, I mean, I got, a, I got a good deal because I grabbed the keys and I almost got up out of my chair. That was the only thing that saved me, but those guys were trying to sell me down the river, so I stopped it, thank goodness. Well, you're, you're sure. Uh, another, th another, thing, another thing I was going to say along the same line, if there is a certain model of car that you're looking for, make sure you really do your research on it because some of these cars have specialty parts. And let me explain that. By a specialty part, I mean, say, for instance, you know, every car has tires. We hope every car has tires. Mm -hmm. Some cars, especially high-end cars, they tend to have tires that are a very unique size. And, Rick, uh, hopefully you chime in on me with this one. But with a specialty size tire, sometimes the only place you can get that tire is at the dealership. And they're going to charge a premium for it. So that's something you really need to be aware of with some of these vehicles. That's absolutely true. I mean, mm -hmm. as silly as this sounds, I, I uh, when Teslas were first coming out just a few years ago, and they had their P90 they actually had a 22-inch, or I beg your pardon, a 21-inch tire and wheel. And I've seen 20s, I've seen 22s, never seen a 21-inch tire. And I'd be willing to bet that's probably the only brand and model of tire that you'll ever be able to get for that car. And now they've quit making that P90, and I doubt very much that they'll have a 21-inch wheel on any other car. 
Wow. So that that would be one that, again, someone would have to watch for. Yeah, the tires vary so, so much in cost. You can really be surprised. Uh, you know, I, I always think of a tire maybe costing $100, $125. they got tires out there that cost three and $400 each. Yeah, so when you're changed. buying a car, yeah. you need to know what the cost of the tires is when you have to replace them. And like you say, Tina, if you have to go back to the dealer <laughs> to replace them, that would really be a problem. Yeah, exactly. I have a client that has an older Corvette. I think his Corvette's is 2004, 2005. And he shed tears every time he has to buy tires. Just, oh, my goodness, you can't believe how much I spent on just one tire. Like, you know, 354 tires as well. You know, you pay, you play, and he loves his car. So it's kind of like one of those things he accepts. But, I mean, when I had my Miata, if I wanted to get 205, 50, 15s, I would spend maybe 450 on the whole set, which is, you know, a little bit of change. But I loved the way that size looked, and I loved the way it performed, so I didn't mind paying a little bit more. Well, Tina, thanks for that. Uh, as usual, a great call, and your texts are unbelievable, and we don't know what we do you. without you calling and texting the show. Thank you so oh, much. One more, one more thing. I'm going to save everybody money right now. Hopefully okay. everybody's listening. <laughs> great. On, NBC, on NBC-2.com, there was a little public service announcement about license plate frames. Now, I know that dealers put license plate frames on all their cars for advertisement purposes, and that's perfectly fine. But if a cop pulls you over and he's in a bad mood, if you have a license plate frame on your license plate and it in any way obscures any of the writing on your license plate, it can be over a $100 fine. You're right. So people, please get out your screwdrivers and take off those dealer plate frames. Yeah, absolutely right, Tina. Thank you, Tina. That's a good tip. I uh, appreciate the heads up. That law's been on the books for a while. Yeah. It's not rigidly enforced, but it can be. And as you say, if it does, it could cost you 100 bucks. Yeah, and it has been. It has yes. been yep. enforced. We talked about this about six years ago and how many uh, have been fined on the road for just that. Unfortunate. Yep. Tina, thanks so much for the phone call. We really appreciate your information that uh, you share with us and that uh, you're spending the two hours with us. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call. Uh, ladies, $50 for each one of you, 877. Excuse me, $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go straight to Dawn. He's one of our favorite callers. We haven't heard from him in a while. Good morning, Dawn. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, over here in LaBelle, we have a uh, dealer who owns all the new car dealerships, which is uh, Chrysler and the Ford dealership. Mm-hmm. And I heard this week from a young lady who uh, traded in her car, and they didn't pay off the car. So mm-hmm. she is now wondering what she can do because, as you mentioned before, the uh, loan company is calling her and saying, you know, where's your payment? So she's forced to make the payment. Don, boy, have I got the answer to this. There's one th- one place that uh, that lady can call that will strike fear in the heart of that dealer. It's called the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles. One of the most uh, rigidly enforced rules by the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles is that the car must be paid off promptly, and I think it's within 30 days. If you don't pay it off within 30 days, you can lose your motor vehicle retail license. And we hope that this dealer is just being sloppy, 
we hope that he hasn't run out of cash. But it's a, it's a red flag. It's a danger signal. And we can, uh, I think Stu is Googling it right now. We have a, a, a website that you can go to to get a form from the Department of um, Motor Vehicles. <coughs> that website is cardealercomplaints.com, www.cardealercomplaints.com plural, I believe, dot com. And uh, that will have a form they can download and take it to the department or mail it to the Department of Motor Vehicles. And they'll be all over that dealer. That's one of the things that they hate. And it's one of the most frequent problems they have. Now, how would the customer recover her payments that she's making on the uh, vehicle that the dealer was supposed to take care of? Well, that, that's, that is a, a sad fact. And what I was talking about earlier when Tina had texted us that incident where they suspended the dealer for three weeks, um, the customer is still responsible. So what, uh, what the customer should do, every customer when they buy a car, they should contact their bank if they owe money on their car, the trade-in, and they should tell their banker that I'm trading my car in tomorrow to ABC Chevrolet. My payoff is $5,000. Don't release the title to uh, ABC Chevrolet uh, and call them and ex- tell them that we, they expect a payoff. That alerts the dealership that they're being watched and they're much more likely to take care of it. If you really want to be ultra-cautious, then you wouldn't even sign the contract and take delivery of the car until you, they know you'd paid your car off. But this is a not a common occurrence, but not uncommon either. Yeah, it would seem like the dealer can have a monetary advantage by being slow to pay off the loan with the payoff figure, and then when they do pay it off, it's going to be a lower number because the customer's made another couple payments. Well, usually what happens is the, is the customer won't make the payment. Uh, and because the, you know, the customer, they know they bought the car, and so they're not going to be making the payment. That's usually the way the trouble begins because they get a late notice from the bank. And that's when they finally call the bank and say, what do you mean? I traded that car in two months ago. And that's, that's when it gets too late, and that if the, cust- if the dealership has no money, then the customer's stuck. They, not only have, they have to make the payments because the dealer never paid the car off. So that's how the customer gets hurt. The best way to do is, is uh, you know, just do it up in advance so that the bank checks with the dealership and knows to expect the payoff from the dealership. But you're right. Uh, they will, the bank will continue legally. The customer, even though they traded the car in, legally, they're still obligated to the bank to make the payments until the car is paid off. Yeah, I'd recommend it to the lady to uh, keep making the payments so she didn't ruin her credit rating. Because couldn't that be a disaster if she misses mm-hmm. the payments and then she's got a really bad mark on her credit? Good point. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Uh, you can see where she's reluctant to do that, but you're absolutely right. Uh the bank, you know, unfortunately, business people are business people. Not a lot of empathy, not a lot of compassion. All the bank knows is if you don't make your payments, uh, it's hurting me. I'm going to report you to the credit bureau, and there it goes on your credit report, and then it hurts you too. So the best thing to do is, is unfortunately, uh, is you have to hire an attorney, uh, and the whole thing gets messy. So take care of it up front before it happens. Uh, it, it doesn't happen that commonly. Uh, and you said something earlier. A lot of car dealers kind of do this on purpose because it's, it's called 
It's called cash flow. It's called liquidity. Uh, car dealers, they pay off, you know, a big car, a big car dealer car, pays off hundreds of cars a month. So they're paying off sometimes hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars, and they can float that. That's the term in the banking industry and business, you, your float, your, your financial float. You can have a million dollars float by just being a little bit late and paying your bills. And one of the big bills is to the banks paying off titles to cars. That's the reason the Department of Motor Vehicles will come down with both feet. So the first thing she should do is call the DMV. And I almost guarantee you when the DMV contacts the dealer, and they will, they will immediately pay that car off. And they will also pay the back payment because they're liable for the back payments to the bank. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Earl, and we look forward to your shopping report this morning. Love your calls, Don. Yes, They're Don. always so, so. I always say to myself, why didn't I think of that? So thanks very much for the call. Thanks for being part of the show, Don. Uh, what was that Florida car dealer complaints dot com, dot com. Yeah. so ladies and gentlemen where there's a will there is a way and there's a lot of options uh, to bring some attention uh, to uh, what Earl was just talking talking about we're going to go to uh, Lori from Palm Beach Gardens and uh, welcome to the show Lori thank you new caller I just want to say number one just brought a new car from you guys is Sienna XLE thank love you love it Thank you. And I got the best service, bar none. It was awesome service. Um, I have a question for you. Not used to this. The auto on-off gas saver, how does that work, and does it really save gas? This is Rick, and, and yes, it does save a little bit of fuel. It works best in the stop-and-go city driving and basically, it's um, it's kind of golf cart technology. This this actually started from uh, golf cart and maintenance vehicles that they designed them to start the engine on the gas-powered ones only when you stepped on the accelerator. And somebody finally realized there was a way to make this work with the larger vehicles and larger engines. It uses a special battery and chart and uh, starter motor. And when you stop at a traffic light, if the conditions are correct, that, you know, the AC doesn't need the extra power and everything is all, all the ducks are in a row, basically, the computer will shut the engine off while you're sitting there to save fuel. And then when you get ready to start moving again, as soon as you step on the gas, you'll hardly even feel the change as that engine restarts and away you go. And about how much gas would you say you save uh, using it? It's well, going to depend on the driver. Lori, I was just going to say that in South Florida, it might save you a lot of gas. If you're living near the coast or the intercoastal, uh, there are a lot of bridges down here. And how, how, yep. long, how long have you had your car idle at a bridge? I was, I was, Nancy and I were going to a restaurant the other day, and we hit three bridges between our home and the restaurant. I would say we probably had cars sitting there idling, going nowhere for at least 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. So that burns a lot of gas in South Florida. So it depends on your... It depends on your circumstances. If you only hit one or two stoplights or bridges uh, in your daily activities, it probably doesn't save you much. But if you live in South Florida, my guess is it can save you a lot of gas. And even just okay, stopping uh, at a red light. Okay. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Hey, Lori. Uh, this is Nancy yeah. Stewart. If you hang on, uh, we can get your contact information and uh, send you out a check for that $50. And that's our way of thanking you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. How do you like that? That sounds awesome. Thank you. Okay, so give us your information and give us a call again and spread the word. Our number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, Earl's uh, latest uh, blog uh, this week is Open Letter to Auto Manufacturers, and uh, you uh, you can read that at Earl on Cars. Uh, if you uh, haven't picked up the Hometown News or the Florida Weekly, uh, it's a very interesting column, as they all are. And uh, at Earl on Cars, you can, uh, you know, you can read all of his, all of his blogs, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty or seven seven two. You can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have, uh, you know, we have a mystery shopping report coming up, and uh, of course, uh, you make the show. So we're waiting to hear from a few of you and what you have to share with us. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer. We'd, we'd especially like to hear from Costco members who have bought a car in the Costco auto buying program. If you listened to our show last week, we mystery shop Schumacher Chevrolet, and they are part and a member of the Costco auto buying program. I did a lot of talking last week about the fact that the Costco auto buying program is uh, not doing for its members what it should, and the fact that the Costco auto buying program is not really operated by Costco. It's operated by a separate company. They call themselves the Costco Auto Buying Program. Costco calls them the Costco Auto Buying Program. But the company <clears throat> is really a different company. Uh, it's called the Affinity Development Group out of San Diego. And the Affinity Development Group is a third party unrelated to Costco Auto Buying. Uh, the Costco Auto Buying Program contracts with the Affinity uh, Development Group. Uh, I just got a text here. Let me interrupt myself. And uh, this is Jeff and Jupiter. And I appreciate the text very much, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's text says, I'm Jeff and I live in Jupiter. I've seen folks get killed when their vehicle goes full throttle and they don't know what to do but panic. I had a 2002 Hyundai Santa Fe that did that. Was able to handle it by putting it neutral and turning the key off. Our new cars set up to just turn the key off. Uh, I hope you reported that Hyundai incident to the National Highway Traffic Safety Association, certainly to Hyundai manufacturer and to the Hyundai dealer. I haven't heard of that. This is reminiscent of the old sudden acceleration for Toyotas a few years back. And uh, the ultimate uh, decision on that, it was independently studied by NASA engineers and a lot of other independent third parties to determine that there was no malfunction of the Toyotas. It was actually the car's accelerating brake being depressed simultaneously. And since then, there has been a lot of changes in the way the cars are built, so it's very difficult to do that. And if you do do it, it will not suddenly accelerate. Uh, Rick, uh, is uh, can you stop a car today by putting it in neutral and turning the key off? Absolutely. Although, truthfully, the best option, because now... Pretty much every modern car, now that they're all computer-driven, the way the engines are run, mm-hmm. when you step on the brake, 
the gas pedal is automatically overridden by the computer. Yes. And it puts the engine back at idle speed automatically. Yes. Well, technically, you can stop the car. I would highly recommend it against it because, as Rick says, you don't need to anymore. The brake, uh, you step on the brake, uh, it's going to stop the car as long as your brakes work. Um, when you turn the engine off, you lose your hydraulic and your power steering. So uh, it would be very, very difficult to steer the car well without power steering assist yeah. and power brakes. So, uh, thanks very much for the text, uh, and be be sure to report this Hyundai you're having the problem with. Thank you, and if you want to text us again, our text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. That's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go to Simone, who's a first time caller from Riviera Beach. Good morning, Simone. Hi. Good morning. I'm I so have happy a- to got through. Um, I have I $50 for you. Program. Oh, thank you. So if you stay on the line, you can give us our your information and we'll get that check out to you. What can we do for you this morning? Yes, I was calling because I heard a, a caller uh, mention something about the cars that they're making today with the automatic systems um, they, that they could be more prone to causing incidents or accidents. But um, do you still carry stick shift, manual shifting cars? Yeah, yes. we do. Yes, yeah, most we do. manufacturers do uh, provide cars with manual transmissions. They're not as many models they're used to. Typically, they're in the lower price models. But sometimes the performance cars have uh, stick shifts available. And about okay. the only other one would be uh, pickup trucks, some of the pickups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now oh, own, nice. Yeah, the automatic transmissions yes. are pretty um, good, uh, but some people just like to shift gears. It, do you carry the Honda Accords or the just the um, Toyota? Well, the, my dealership <coughs> has a used car department like most dealerships, and they do carry all makes and models. So if you're looking for a new Honda Accord, you'd have to go to a Honda dealer. Uh, where do you live, Simone? Riviera, that's right. Riviera yeah, you've got Ed Morse uh, Honda on Blue Heron Boulevard. You've got uh, Delray but, Honda in Delray. But where's your location? Because I always see you on t- television, like you'll have an ad that say Earl Stewart picking up the phone. <laughs> well, and I, I, we just love that. Well, thank you, Simone. I, I, could, I could sell you a used Honda Accord, but as I say, I'm not a Honda dealer. And I could, if you want to buy a new oh. one, you, you'd have to go to a Honda but you, dealer. Oh, but. But you carry all kinds of cars. I do, Simone, yes. Okay, that's nice to know. Well, thank um, you very I much. wouldn't want something brand new. Well, thank you, Simone. Very nice of you to call. And uh, we've got some, well. we, we got a check of 50 bucks for you. Stay on the line. And uh, our, oh, uh, thanks. our call on will get you contact information. Sure. Thanks, Simone. We hope to hear from you again. Spread the word. <coughs> Okay, uh, we uh, are at almost an hour already, and uh, gosh, we've had a lot of callers, a lot of texts, and uh, we appreciate you because, uh, you know, we're very thankful that you tune in on Saturday morning to listen to Earl Stewart on Cars uh, right here at the Oldies Channel, and uh, we're very thankful for you. So give us a call, uh, 877-960-9960. Uh, or you can uh, text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, 
Okay, uh, we're going to go to Cheryl, who's a first-time caller, and uh, we're going to make an, uh, an exception because we are at, uh, well, w- this is our third female caller, and we're all so happy. We normally just give uh, out $50 for the first two callers, but this morning there's going to be an exception. Cheryl is calling from Palm Beach Gardens, and she, too, is a first-time caller. Congratulations, uh, Cheryl. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I'd like you to stay on the line so that uh, you can uh, give us your contact information, and we'll get that check out to you. What can we do for you this morning? Um, I've been having a problem filling up my gas tank in my truck. Um, Probably within the first two seconds of filling up, I'm getting backflow. Um, Now it's gotten to the point where the gas is literally spitting back out. The hose isn't even having enough time to go off, and then I'm getting backflow of gas that just starts spewing back out of the gas tank. Um, I so I was basically wondering. I've just never had this problem before, and what's going on, or if you might have any suggestions for me on that. Yeah, um, there's usually there's going to be one of two things occurring. Um, the first one is possibly something is obstructing the filler neck where maybe some uh i've actually seen cases where folks were using a funnel to fill up their gas with you know we can't gas from a can and the sticker on the funnel actually slipped off from the adhesive coming loose and it got caught down in that filler neck hmm. or if somebody put something in the filler neck it may be blocking up that spot so the gas isn't making it into the tank or the other thing that could possibly cause it is all our fuel tanks now have what's called a, a relief valve that as you're filling the tank with gasoline, the vapors that are in that tank are not allowed to escape into the atmosphere. They have to be collected in the charcoal canister. And if the valve for that is, start, is not opening properly, then that would cause it to build up too much pressure and that fluid liquid gas would be pushed back up that hose. Uh, what type of car uh, vehicle is this that we're talking about? Um, I've got a Cadillac Escalade. Yeah, that's something you're going to want to have checked by the dealership. They're going to need to check that filler neck and make sure that nothing's obstructing the fuel flow into the tank. And then check that emission system to make sure those valves are actually letting that fuel vapor go into the charcoal canister where it belongs. Okay. And Federal emission right, laws won't allow those vapors to be released into the atmosphere anymore. They have to be collected. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's just one of those things I couldn't quite figure out what the heck was going on. Um, Cheryl, thanks so very really much for the call. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I really it. appreciate the information. Thank you so Stay much. Stay on the line. we got 50 bucks for you. Don't forget, need to get your contact information. Okay, great. Thanks again. I thanks. really appreciate it. You're welcome, Cheryl. Spread the word. Uh I have a question uh, for the recovering car dealer about our uh, $100 you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned that earlier about uh, the, our, our yeah, listeners I, calling in on I'm their Costco remi- purchase. Thank you for reminding me, Nancy. I, uh, I, I want, want to talk to some Costco members. Uh, if you're a member of the Costco auto buying program and you bought a car through Costco, <clears throat> love to have you call the show. I started to get this a little while ago. I, I spoke with Rick Borg. Rick Borg is the executive vice president of a company called Affinity Development Group, uh, which is uh, manages and runs the Costco auto buying program. Separate company. 
and we had a long conversation uh, yesterday evening. Uh, I'd like to hear from Costco members, and I will pay $100 to the charity of your choice. Big Dog Ranch Rescue would be the charity of my choice. But if a Costco member who has had an experience with the Costco auto, auto buying program will call the show and relate their experience, good, bad, or indifferent, <clears throat> I think the Costco company is one of the greatest companies on the planet. I think their brand image is one of the strongest, most honest, transparent images. The Costco auto buying program is a, another issue, and I went after the Costco auto buying program last week on the show uh, because of what happened with Schumacher Chevrolet. Schumacher Chevrolet was not including all of their dealer fees in the Costco price. And uh, that's what my discussion with Rick Borg was about. Uh, he was a little defensive about it, but after a while we came to realize, and we have a tentative agreement, that he will watch the South Florida dealers especially hmm. more carefully who are Costco auto dealers and that they will have to adhere to all the rules of the Costco auto buying program. Rick Borg probably will be listening uh, to this uh, show or watching the show uh, because I told him that we would cover the information having to do with the Costco auto buying program. He took offense at the fact that I referred to his company, the Affinity Development Group, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, Affinity Development Group, as the phony Costco auto buying program. Uh, uh, that's an that's a unfortunate choice of terms. I apologize for calling them phony. Uh, what I meant to say is that the Affinity Development Group runs the Costco auto buying program and they are no way affiliated in any way, shape, or form, management, ownership, or otherwise, mm. with the Costco group, which is uh, one of the strongest brands on the planet Earth in terms of retail. So uh, I think they could do a better job of identifying themselves as being the real seller of the car, of being the real third-party source of selling cars for the Costco Auto Group. They don't clearly define that. And the other thing that the Rick Borg and his Affinity Development Group don't do is they don't, in my opinion, police their dealers very well. He says they do mystery shop their dealers, and I told him they're not doing a very good job of mystery shopping their dealers because in South Florida, virtually, I'm going to take the virtually out of there. In South Florida, every time we shopped a car dealer on the Costco auto buying program, they violated the rules. Now, the Costco auto buying program, which is really the Affinity Development Group auto buying program, uh, which Costco advertises for them. What the Costco auto buying program has is a list, a Costco price list, that the car their members buy has to, to have the Costco price on that list. In my opinion, and what I told Rick Borg, that all of the dealer fees that the dealers charges in South Florida, the car dealer fees are well over $1,000. We have dealers in South Florida charging over $3,000 for dealer fees. They are not including this extra profit in the Costco price. And I explained that to Rick Borg. Um, he said that he didn't agree with that. And he read to me the Schumacher Chevrolet because he'd seen the show where I had Mr. Shop Schumacher Chevrolet last week. He said, look, Schumacher Chevrolet disclosed their $799 dealer fee. I said, well, they disclosed the $799 dealer fee, but they did not disclose 
their other dealer fees that have different names. They had a tag agency fee, an electronic filing fee, and there was about $200 of extra fees that they omitted. And none of the fees, the $799 or the other $200 in fees, were included in the Costco price. He said they were shown at the top of the Costco price sheet. Now, in our mystery shops, we found that in most cases, the car dealers never show the Costco price sheet to their Costco member, in our experience. And Rick Borg, I know you're listening right now, and I told you this last night in our conversation, we are going to step up our mystery shops of Costco dealers in South Florida. We're going to be shopping them. I'm going to send you a copy of it. I'll be sending it to the uh, Florida Attorney General's office. I'll be sending it uh, to uh, the blog. It'll be displayed to the public. Uh, I'll be giving it to Costco Company. And I'll be sending it to Mark Dergarbedian, Dergarbedian, excuse me, Mark Dergarbedian, who is the national marketing manager for Costco. And don't confuse Costco with the Affinity Development Group. So Mark Dergarbedian will be getting copy of the Mr. Shopping Reports. Mr. Borg, Rick Borg, will be getting a copy. We'll have it displayed public for everybody to get. So the world will see what people do when they go through the Costco auto buying program and try to buy a car in South Florida. So that's the reason I like to hear from you Costco members out there. I would love to talk to you. If uh, I if not if I'm not speaking accurately, if you had a good experience with the Costco auto buying program, we'd like to hear about it. I'd also like to hear if you saw the Costco price sheet when you bought the car. I know that you were quoted a price from a Costco representative or a car dealer salesman who purported be a, a, a Costco member representative, representative, but did you actually see the price sheet that he got the price off of? And if you did see the price sheet, did the price sheet have written the number of dealer fees that you paid at the top of the sheet? I think not. In some cases, I, my guess is they never display more than one dealer fee. And the extra dealer fees, which can total another $1,000 in addition to the main dealer fee, uh, are never included in the price. That was the case with Schumacher Buick. Uh, there was $200 in extra dealer fees that weren't disclosed. So this is what I'd like to hear from. Pay $100 to your favorite charity. If you don't have a favorite charity, I'll give it to the Big Dog Ranch Rescue that is my favorite charity. So Costco members, please call us, 877-960-9960. That's our number you can talk to us on, 877 877- 960-9960. If you want to text us, you Costco members, 772-497-6530. Text us at 772-497-6530. And I'll pay $100 to your favorite charity, uh, which could be you, by the way. You can. I'll give you the $100. I want to hear a Costco member's experience in the Costco auto buying program. And uh, Rick Borg, I think I've covered this fairly. I did tell Rick Borg that the video of this show last week where I said that the Affinity Development Corporation was the phony Costco, I told them that I would delete that YouTube video. And I will do that, but we're going to replace it with this video of what I'm saying right now. And I am, again, openly challenging the real Costco. I'm openly challenging the Affinity Development Group, which is contracted with by Costco, to materially, seriously change 
the way they disclose dealer fees and the Costco price. It's unfair to the Costco members, and that's the reason I want a Costco member to call and see what their experience was. Did you see the Costco price sheet? If so, did it disclose the dealer fees that you had to pay on the car? Did you mm-hmm. talk at all about how they're establishing these Costco prices? The way they establish the Costco prices, and this is from our experience, uh, they say that they are looking at the invoices of what the dealers charge. I don't believe that. No. I believe they are taking the feedback from their their uh, field people that call the dealers and say, what is your price that you're charging for a Honda Civic, for a Honda Accord, for all the vehicles in the Honda line, or the Toyota or the Chevrolet line? And they're taking that price, and they are using that when they call the next dealer. I think it's hearsay that they're getting these prices from. That's our experience. So that's our experience. I didn't know what Rick had to say about yeah. it, Rick Borg. Rick said that they are taking the information from the from the buyer's orders of the car dealers. Hmm. And uh, that's something that needs to be clarified. I don't believe that's the case. Even if they were going by the... He's being told that. It's just not happening. He's being told that, yeah. I think the people in the field are not accurately reporting to Rick Borg. So there we are. Uh, We've got ourselves a real hornet's nest here. We've exposed something. Uh, i got a lot of reasons for being upset about this. You can hear by my voice that I'm I'm emotional about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Slightly agitated. Slightly agitated. Slightly agitated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have, I love Costco. I truly mean that. And a lot of people that see me at the Costco uh, store, the warehouse they call them, on North Lake Boulevard, very frequently they know me. Costco people know me. I know a lot of Costco members. We've been shopping there. My company buys its products from Costco. Nancy and I buy our Costco's uh, personally from Costco. I hate to see the brand being damaged by the exactly Affinity Development Group. The brand. Yeah, exactly. And why do things have to be so complicated? And guess what? That's a rhetoric question. You know, I don't well, let me answer it. It's it, not, it's, no, it's I want to go someplace. It's not rhetoric. Let me answer that. It's complicated because the car dealers understand it. It's complicated because the customers can't understand it. And that's what My car point. dealers like. They like complicated issues. They don't want transparency and simplicity. The simplicity is this. you got a Costco Membership price, put the -the out-the-door price. That's the price the Costco member should pay. Why should the Costco member have to pay the additional profit to the dealer in the thousands of dollars without knowing they're paying it? Mm -hmm. It's complicated. It shouldn't be complicated. Now, here's another thing that Rick uh, Borg and I talked about, Rick Borg being the Affinity Development Group uh, employee who uh, is working for the Costco Auto Buying Program. Uh, He said to me, that he's told by his dealers in Florida that if the dealer charges one member or one person a dealer fee, they have to charge all of their members or customer <laughs> dealer fees. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. That is not true. That's Wait a what minute. the car dealers <laughs> pick tell me up co- off the floor, would you? Exactly. That's what the car dealers <laughs> tell their customers. Uh, what he alluded to has to be has to do with, and I we had this specific conversation. 
there is a civil rule. There's a, there's EEOC rules. There are rules that say that if you sell a minority a car at one price and you sell um, uh, somebody else a car at a different price, you could be subject to civil suit because you are discriminating. Yes. Uh, women have to pay the same price for cars as men, and and uh, Afro- African Americans have to have, pay the same price as whites. Hispanics have to pay the same price. Uh, if you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim, you have to pay the same price. Got nothing to do with dealer fees. If you charge one person a dealer fee, you don't have to charge the next person a dealer fee. It's up to you. But this is what this is what uh, Rick Borg thought. And so that tells you something right there. He's being misinformed by his car dealers. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. How many consumers go into Costco and know that they are dealing with Affinity Development, the De- Affinity Development Group, this uh, car auto program? Well, I'd like to, uh, I'd love to uh, hear from a Costco member and answer that question. Uh, I think the answer is nobody. But exactly. let's hear from the Costco members. 100 bucks to a Costco member that's had an experience with their auto buying program. 100 bucks to your favorite charity or to my favorite charity, Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I want to pay $100 just to call the show, 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And you can text us. I'll pay 100 bucks for the text. If you give me the information that we're looking for, which is, did you see the Costco membership price sheet? If you saw the Costco membership price sheet, did it fully disclose their dealer fees? You can text us 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Now let me tell you one more subject of conversation that Rick Borg of the Affinity Development Group, a.k.a. Costco Auto Buying Program, uh, discussed. I said to him, the Florida law says that you must include all dealer fees in the advertised price for the car. I said, on your Costco membership list, you are telling Costco members that we have a special price for you. If you come into our Costco dealers, we have a special price. You can go in and look at the special price. If you like the special price, you can buy the car. I say that's an advertised price. He said, well, no, that's not an advertisement. That's just the price for our Costco members. I think when you go out to a group of people and say, I got a price for you, and you come into the car dealership and you show them the price, and they say, I will buy the car or I won't buy the car, that you've advertised that price. I believe that's an advertisement. And Rick Borg of Affinity Development Group, a.k.a. Costco Autobuying Program, if you're doing that and I'm right, you're breaking the law. You're breaking the law in Florida. And maybe Pam Bondi ought to know about it. She's our Florida ten- Attorney General. Let's see. She doesn't what care. She doesn't care, right? <laughs> I've been talking to her. She doesn't anyway, care. Rick, she doesn't. we're going we're gonna to delete the uh, video that you didn't like where I called the Affinity Development Group the phony Costco. We're going to delete that, and it will be replaced with this video, which I hope you like better, although I don't think you will like it better. Sounds like a plan. But on a serious note, let me bring the level down a little bit because I am he, I am angry now. <laughs> I uh, and I notice you've been putting your hand up to me so that I yeah. don't get involved with my I passion because you don't want me to. I will work with Rick Borg to improve what he's doing in Florida. I told Rick, That's a plan. I said, I'm not looking for perfection. I just want an improvement 
in the way you disclose to Costco members the dealer fees that are being added to the Costco price. I want to be sure that the Costco members that go through the Costco Auto Buy program know about the thousands of dollars in extra profit that's added to the Costco price. If you can assure me that's being done, I'll get off your back and I'll get off the back of the Affinity Development Group and the Costco Auto Buying Program. Yeah, and it keeps the, the consumer, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, how can I put it? They, they really believe in the consumer, uh, the Costco brand, and uh, you, you just don't want to violate that at all. Uh, where do I go uh, when I want to purchase something? I take a look at the consumer report. Uh, I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to go any further. So whenever you purchase a vehicle through this car pro- program, uh, you want to know with all your heart that the con- that the Costco brand is protecting you and giving you what you want. Well, thank so you for mentioning the consumer reports. The consumer reports auto buying program does include all non-government fees and the consumer reports price. When you buy a car through the consumer reports auto buying program, the dealer fees, all the dealer fees, dealer install accessories, everything except government fees are included in that price. Now, the the consumer reports auto buying program also happens to be the true car Mm -hmm. auto buying program. This is what true car rules are. Interesting uh, debate that we had and I'm talking about my debate with Rick Borg of the Affinity Development Group, a.k.a. Costco Auto Buying Program. Uh, we debated True Car. I said, Rick, why don't you do what True Car does is include everything except government fees, sales tax, and license plate. Put all your dealer fees, like True Car does, in the True Car price. Put all those dealer fees into the Costco price. He said the True Car pr- program is a joke. The dealers abuse the program. They don't do that. I said, I said, Rick, you're right. A lot of them do. In fact, that's your problem with the Costco auto buying program. Uh, we went back and forth. I said, Rick, well, you and I both know that, conservatively speaking, over half of the dealers are dishonest. He says, I would agree with that. <laughs> you know, now, he's not going to like me saying that well, because yeah. the car dealers don't like to hear he's that. He's from the industry. Yeah, he's from the industry. Yeah, <laughs> Rick, before he got into the Affinity Development Group, uh, worked for. A car dealership. I can uh, tell you, TrueCar True car discloses it as clearly as can be. It even discloses the dealer-installed equipment. Yeah. Rick worked for the uh, Autoland from 1990 to 1992, which sounds to me like a car dealership, used car dealership. And uh, now he's with the Affinity Development Group. But the, the, the fact of the matter is the True Car program and the Consumer Reports program, intent is good. Consumer Reports... I mean, who can question Consumer Reports? I get worried the Consumer Reports will find out that the two-car auto buying program is not enforcing it as well as they should. And I agree. I'm a two-car dealer. I used to be on the two-car National Dealer Council. I fought with Chip Perry a lot, and I fought with Scott Painter, the previous CEO, about the fact that their car dealers were not adhering to the rules of the program. But at least TrueCar has rules that are good, and Consumer Reports had rules that are good. So I told Rick Borg, include all of your profits to the dealer in the Costco price. All the de- all the profit. You don't have to include the sales tax or the license plate. Government fees are excluded. That's okay. 
Costco auto buying program, include all the profit to the dealer, meaning all the dealer fees. True car, intent to do that. Do the dealers follow through? Not necessarily. And consumer reports that they say. But it's harder thing. It's harder to uh, mess with. It's a lot clearer for the consumers. It is. If I call True Car, I call consumer reports, and I'm a, either Earl Stewart or I'm an advocate or I'm a customer, and I tell them that somebody took advantage of them and did not follow the consumer report or the true car rules, they're all over that dealer. They'll cancel the dealer, discipline the dealer, and you will get your money back if they overcharge you. Yep. They have the rules. Costco Auto Buying Program, Affinity Development Group, doesn't have those rules. They do not require the extra profit, also known as dealer fees, be included in the Costco price. That's just flat wrong, Rick, Rick Borg. It's flat wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some texts. Okay, fantastic. Let's look at the text here. And I got more more to send you. I, just, I don't want to clutter your phone. Yeah. Do we have a text? No, on you don't want to do that. Do we have text on the Costco <laughs> auto buying program? No, not yet. Somebody somebody else beat you. The uh. <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a photo here of a doggy. It's a cute photo. A grateful. Saw this dog rescue dog rescue photo. Knowing how you help all Big Dog Ranch, thought you would enjoy a happy, appreciated dog. As always, great job, you each other. Thank you very much. That is a really cute picture. Yeah, we should see that doggies. Yeah. <laughs> More dogs. And I got. I sent you another one just now. Okay. This is here probably for Rick. Oh, Rick. Here you go. I'll let you read it off my phone. Okay. Let's see. Subject: 2017 Highlander Limited. Uh, I purchased a new Highlander in your dealership in July, and I'm having trouble using my iPhone in the vehicle hands-free with Entune. Callers are hearing themselves. I've changed the speaker's balance to the rear, lowered the volume, and adjusted the volume on my, my phone without a change for the caller. How can this be corrected? Thank you, Mary G. Um, Mary, I hope you're listening on this one. The first thing that I would recommend is stop in at our dealership or pretty much any Toyota dealership and let them know you're having an issue and see if there are any radio updates, software updates. Uh, just like your iPhone gets automatic updates quite often, you know, it, you know, you'll, you'll see it suddenly say that it needs to update and it'll restart. The radio in your car now has updates as well. However, they cannot be done automatically. You have to go to the dealership and we have to plug a computer in and update the radio that way. The other thing you can try is, of course, I know this gets a little diff- little more tricky, is deleting your phone from the car and delete the car from your phone. Basically reboot the pairing system. That, sell- that solves everything. Uh, reboot. <laughs> quite often it will. And the other thing that I'd recommend you try is turn down the volume, not of the speakers, but of the microphone. And you'll need to look in the settings in the radio. Each one's just a little bit different. But look in the settings for the radio and turn down the microphone power just a little bit. And that quite often will solve that issue of them hearing themselves being repeated back. Rick, I got a question. Some of the cars now, I know a few Toyotas do. um, Other manufacturers are having these connected cars. Is there a time on uh, coming soon where you'll be able to do these updates over the air like your phone where you don't have to take it to the car dealership, it just does it for you? Yes. That's actually one of the next steps that's coming very soon. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the biggest issues we have with cars is the check engine light. And as a, right now, the 2018 Camry has the capability that you can connect your phone to the car and you have to authorize this. This is only done if the customer wants to do this. 
If the check engine light turns on on your car, that information would automatically be sent to Toyota and to your local dealership that you have chosen and programmed in, and that dealer could then have information about why that check engine light came on. Not and if the it's, it's, it's not a mystery light anymore. <laughs> well, if it's something as simple as a gas cap, they can call you up and say, hey, you know, did you just get fuel? If so, check your gas cap. If it's loose, we can turn that light off right now. Remotely. Remotely hey. without you ever even having you stop and tighten the gas cap. Wow. We turn the light off and you're all set and done. That wow. is cool. Amazing. That's the new technology coming. Oh. As our next tech. Yeah, That's this is uh, a follow-up on the Hyundai with the sudden acceleration problem. Yeah. Thanks, Earl. After they towed my Santa Fe to the dealer, the problem was that the cruise control cable broke. Uh, I have a Pacifica now, 07, and it'll die sometimes, and I'm able to put it in neutral and start it while coasting and restart it. Saw on TV about a recall for that on newer cars, but they said no on mine. So thanks again. So this uh, acceleration problem was a broken uh, cruise control cable. Yeah, that's yep. interesting. I'd, uh, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, I actually saw a case where a car's engine accelerated wildly out of control for the customer because a rat or a mouse had gotten in the air cleaner and chewed a hole through the filter and the material from that filter got sucked up into the throttle body and stuck it wide open. Oh, wow. It was the craziest thing I'd seen. And it's, so, I mean, it's, unfortunately, odd things do happen with cars. You know, it's, uh, this world can be a little tricky yeah, sometimes. Very, there's a lot critters. of things that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, have yep. a, I have a story that'll top that. How'd you like to be driving on, on 45th Street and lose your steering wheel and the car's out of control and hits a pole? I would not like that. Your steering wheel came <laughs> off in your hands. That's, ah. that's terrifying. I'm driving along 44th. I got a, I got a steering wheel. <laughs> that brings new meeting to the loose nut behind the wheel. Where are you Costco members out there? I know you're out there. There are a lot of Costco members listening to this show. Uh, don't be shy. No. I mean, do you, do you have a favorite charity? I want to pay you 100 bucks. If you bought a car through the Costco auto buying program, and uh, you will relate your experience to us by calling us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Call the show, and I'll give you 100 bucks. Sounds like Donate a, it to your a charity, good deal. Or if you don't want to go through the rigmarole of donating the money, I will give the $100 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, which is my favorite charity. We want to hear about your experience with the Costco auto buying program. Reason being that we're having a dispute with uh, Rick Borg of the Affinity Development Group who manages the Costco auto buying program and the way they are revealing dealer fees to Costco members that buy in the uh, Costco auto buying program. The dealer fees are not being included in the Costco price. The dealer fees are sometimes not being mentioned at all and when they do disclose it, they don't put it in the price. They put it at the top of the price sheet, according to Rick Borg. But in our experience, we haven't seen that happen in our mystery shops. In fact, what we see in our mystery shops, in most cases in South Florida, Costco auto members never see the Costco member price sheet. Transparency. So, we Costco members, I know you're out there. We're only... A few miles away from a Costco on North Lake Boulevard. There's got to be hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of Costco members listening to the show. Do we have to do a live remote broadcast from Costco? What a great idea. 
Wouldn't that be something? All right, I'll get the car started up. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to the uh, management here at uh, True Oldies and see if we can do a live remote Costco. Of course, we'll have to ask Costco too. But we get some chickens while we're there. Yeah. Come on, hundred bucks for your charity. Costco members, call the show eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. That's eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or if you're not a Costco member and you know somebody who is a Costco member. Call them and say, you want to make 100 bucks? This guy, Earl Stewart, giving you 100 bucks. Just call 877-960-9960 and talk about your experience with the Costco auto buying program. Let me tweet hashtag free money at Earl Stewart on cars. Yeah. Hey, how, you know, I was thinking about it. We don't do enough with hashtags. Hashtag dealer fee Costco auto buying program. We could get that going maybe. We'll work on it. 877-960-9960 or text us. It's 772-497-6530. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from, uh, well, uh, Greco Chevrolet Delray Beach uh, is our uh, mystery shopping report. We're going to be going to that shortly. I see where we have about 30 minutes left to the show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're a huge part of the show. Please continue to give us a call. Lines are clear right now. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, well, we're waiting for to hear from those uh, Costco uh, consumers, uh, the ones who uh, want to go to, you know, Costco and, well, purchase a vehicle and uh, feel like as if that they're, well, they're home, so to speak. It's sort of, sort of like... Uh, uh, just being feeling good going to Costco and knowing that you're getting a good price, an honest price, transparency. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, I'm going to do my commercial. Stewie, can you grab my book for yeah. me? Uh, I want to do a book uh, commercial. I wrote a book called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Thank you very much. And uh, this is uh, on Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. It's a handbook on kind of how to do it book on how to buy a car, lease a car without being ripped off by your car dealer. And if you buy the buy the book on Amazon, 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Big Dog Ranch Rescue is uh, my favorite charity. That's the reason I said if Costco members will call the show, I'll donate $100 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue is the largest no-kill shelter. We do not euthanize our dogs. They're the largest in Florida, uh, certainly South Florida. We have a lot of doggies out there. By the way, we have little dogs, too. We say Big Dog Ranch Rescue, but we rescue little dogs. And mid-sized dogs. And mid-sized, small, medium, and large. So buy Confessions of Recovering Car Dealer on Amazon, and the donation, 100%, not just the profit, but 100% of what you pay will go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I think we have a caller. We do have a caller, and uh, he's calling from Stewart. It's Michael. Welcome to the show, Michael. Nice to hear from you. Same here. Good morning. Uh, the reason why I'm calling, I'm a Costco member. Yeah. And I've been looking at Volvos. And uh, you go on to certain dealers' websites, and they're discounting them on the on a $60,000 car, they're discounting them about $1,500, $1,800. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I said I'm a Costco member, 
and they dropped the price by five thousand dollars. <laughs> and no, <laughs> and well, that's you know, good. So, that's good. Yeah, I mean, My I brother. have not shopped it on True Value. I have not yeah. looked at True Value on it. Yeah, I don't know if True Value is comparable. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, but, Ma- Michael, the point the point is the Costco auto buying program is really a, a good thing, but it needs to be a better thing. Um, you probably haven't decided to buy the Volvo yet. You probably haven't been into the dealership. But should you decide when you go into the Volvo dealership with your Costco card, first insist on speaking with the Costco representative that is named on the Costco website. Have you been online to the Costco website? No, I have not. Okay. That's very important, and and I fear a lot of people like you just hear about the program and don't go online. Uh, When you go online, they will show you uh, one, two, three, maybe several names of Costco representatives, and they will instruct you online to look for the Costco price sheet when you go in. So they might give you the name Bill Jones. He's a Costco representative at the Volvo dealer. You go in the Volvo dealer, you speak to Bill Jones, you verify that he is a Costco representative, and then you say, may I see the sheet, the price sheet. The model Volvo that you want to buy will be on that price sheet. And then they will have a price there that will be a discount from invoice. The invoice is not the MSRP, of course. It's a lower price. It still packs a lot of profit in, and the discount could be two, three thousand dollars, whatever the Costco price is. Now, here's the problem. The problem is this price does not also show the Volvo dealers' dealer fees, and I say that plural because most dealers in South Florida have several dealer fees. These dealer fees total over a thousand dollars. We know dealer fees of some dealers over $3,000. So the discounted price that you see on the sheet, if you're lucky enough to see the sheet, will not have the dealer fees subtracted from that price. So when you buy it at the Costco price, they add thousands of dollars of dealer fees. That is why we want we, we want you and all Costco members to be very cautious because you will be taken advantage of under the Costco auto buying program if you do not understand this and see the Costco price sheet. And, uh, Michael, thank you. I, wh- what is your favorite charity? You, yours. Oh, the beautiful. same one. Big dog. I am I'm going to donate $100 in your name to the Costco, uh, to the Costco, <laughs> <laughs> to the Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Big Dog Ranch I Rescue, $100 that. in Michael's name. Thank you very, very much for, for the One other thing, girl. One other thing, if you don't mind. I bought a Corvette. Mm-hmm. I could not buy it in Florida. I had to buy it in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I shipped it down to Florida, and it was still $5,000 cheaper than I yeah. could buy in Florida. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. That's smart shopping. Corvettes are very, very hard to uh, come by for Chevrolet dealers. And certain Chevrolet dealers, I mentioned this last week, are favored. And uh, for one reason or another, politically or otherwise, and... Uh, Car dealers uh, will sometimes get thousands of dollars over MSRP for a Corvette because there's a greater demand than supply. You were smart enough to find a dealer in New Jersey uh, that was able to give you a significant discount. Uh, and when you're buying an expensive car like a Corvette, you should shop all over, Michael. And I salute you as being a very educated consumer. Thank you. 
Thank you for Michael, the call. Michael, could, uh, could you stay on the line and uh, give us your uh, contact information uh, just, just yes, in case we uh, need it? And congratulations for being, uh, well, a very knowledgeable consumer. And uh, thank you for thank tuning you. in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, John's calling from West Palm Beach, and we are going to take his call right now. Hey, John, how can we help you? Oh, good morning. Good morning. I wanted to congratulate you for your efforts in uh, trying to shine some light on uh, some of these fees that the car dealers assess you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm a Costco member, but I um, am not going to be using the program because I've decided that I can't afford the, the type of car that I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to shop used cars. And, um, again, that, as you know, that is a, an effort. Yeah. You know, Costco has an uh, auto-buying program for used cars as well. Oh, all right. I, I wasn't aware of that. I appreciate that. I will I will check that out. What I'm looking for is a currently a Ford Expedition, and I, my wife wants the Limited, so I've got to find the Limited. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the dealers that I'm looking at is off-lease only, and I'm just wondering if you've ever, um, you know, looked at them and business. Yeah, I know them well, uh, John. Uh, they're one of the largest used car dealers in Florida, probably the country. Uh, certainly, Florida. I think they outsell uh, Car CarMax. They, they do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Offleaseonly.com are honest in that they comply with the law. Uh, the thing you have to watch out for at Offleaseonly.com is the fact that they buy a lot of cars. And they buy virtually all their cars at auctions. And they buy the cheaper cars at auctions, the ones that have been damaged. Uh, they buy cars with frame damage and cars that have been in accidents that a lot of car dealers would not normally want to retail on their lots. Uh, so when you buy a car at offleaseonly.com, there is no guarantee. I believe they have a five-day exchange. They do with, mm-hmm. with some limitations, mileage and yeah, conditions. Yeah. But... Uh, you need to have the car checked out thoroughly before you buy it. You need to see the Carfax report. Carfax report will tell you pretty much what you want to know. It, nothing beats having a mechanic go over a car. But you need to know what really happened to that car before you bought it. The prices are very good at offleaseonly.com. You will find probably a Ford Expedition Limited at offleaseonly.com at much less money than you will at most other car dealers. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah. The problem is, is it a car you want to own for three or four years because a lot of times they have serious problems that are hidden. Cosmetically, they usually look pretty good, but it's it's what you see, what you get at offleaseonly.com. They're, they're, they go by the book. You bought the car, you own the car, end the conversation. Yeah. I mean... There's some danger, but if you do the right due diligence, like if you, you do the due diligence, absolutely. you can get a really yeah. good buy. And sometimes the damage doesn't really have any effect on the car's drivability later on. Exactly. Sometimes it does, so just just be careful, that's all. Yeah. Uh, frame damage used to be a lot more serious than it is today with the unibodies. What they call frame damage is, is disputable. I frankly think they should redefine the entire frame damage uh, criteria. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. It's, uh, it can appear serious. A Carfax it's report. It's a very broad brush. Yeah. So uh, it's buyer beware with uh, offleaseonly.com, but I would definitely shop them. And just as uh, Stu said, do your due diligence. Mechanic check the car and a Carfax report. Right. Um, yeah. 
they they do at least uh, they publish the Carfax report right online, so you can go yeah. read it. Yeah. Uh, even prior to going to the dealership, and and you're right. I've seen some that um, they even indicate frame damage, or they'll say yes, um, damage, no airbag deployed, something like that. So yes. you're right. Uh, you know, it's a warning flag to say. This car may be okay, but uh, check it out thoroughly. Yeah, exactly. John, John, one other warning. Uh, if you're going to finance the car, when you go into the allpleaseonly.com finance department, be real careful. Uh, keep your hands on your wallet. Uh, keep your eyes open. Uh, have a Bring your own finance. Be wide. Yeah. Or better yet, go to your own bank or credit union because they really are they're really aggressive in the finance department. Uh, they will attempt to sell you a lot of uh, products, they call them. They'll attempt to charge you a higher interest rate. Uh, uh, they have the highest price finance managers in the industry. Uh, the finance managers, they call them business managers, make what, two, $300,000 a year? Uh, north of that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Ask to see where the finance managers park their cars, yeah. and then you go find the Bentleys and Lamborghinis yeah. they're driving. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you find out that the F&I finance business manager at Awfully Sony is driving a Rolls-Royce, you know you got a problem. <laughs> but they really go after you in the finance department. Uh, it's buyer beware and financer beware. You really ought to arrange your own financing. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm going to go through my credit union. I've there, been you credit union. there you go. Very smart. Uh, like forty years. So <laughs> I walk in, on the papers, and it's usually pretty easy. Good. And uh, if you want an extended warranty or something, you can get a, a better deal uh, through your credit union than you can at one of those. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on back there in those. Boy, do we have we have an educated consumer here. We do. Yeah, John. I'll tell you what. Uh, you have done your homework through the years. You're not going to get taken advantage of. Uh, but you can also go to www.floridacardealer, excuse me, uh, gooddealerbaddealerlist.com, and you can, t you can take a look at all of the, uh, well, all of the shopping reports and the dealerships that uh, we've been involved with, and uh, this will give you an idea, uh, you know, that where you can go where you're not going to be taken advantage of. That's that's fantastic, and I appreciate it. I've learned I've learned something, even though, uh, as you've said, I've, I'm fairly educated. But uh, one of the things I didn't realize is that, that you could uh, get a used car through Costco's as well. So yes. I, I yeah. love Costco's too. I live pretty close to one now, and I'm I mean I go there and get gas and yeah. everything. They're the best. Phenomenal. When you go to Costco on the used car program, also you be sure you see the Costco price sheet. Be sure that you deal with a Costco representative displayed online. And be sure that all of the dealer's fees, the extra fees, are added to the Costco price because they won't be. Uh, you have to be sure your the price you pay will be their dealer fees on top of the Costco price, which is the big issue I have. So, uh, right. Your best bet's probably all fleece only by just uh, doing your due diligence. You'll probably get the better deal there. Right. What I, I'd love to see when you're doing a search or you know whatever that. There's a way that you can get the dealers that, that don't charge the extra fees. Uh, normally, you have to go figure that out and sort it out, and sometimes even call them to find. Yeah. You know, if, we got to do that. So, we're we're that's yeah. that's that's going to be. Um, we have something called our top uh, top five focus objectives. That'll be one of our top five focus objectives to get all the dealer fees of all the car dealers that we shop, and we'll rank them between highest dealer fee to the lowest dealer fee. Unfortunately, I don't know of any that 
that doesn't have a dealer fee anymore. Yeah, yeah, very few. We have a few that charge small dealer fees. I think uh, CarMax has a relatively small dealer fee. Like 199 or something. $199. They're probably the lowest, but Mullinex Ford used not to charge a dealer fee. We shopped them, found out Mullinex Ford has a relatively small dealer fee, but we'll rank them. Number one will be Al Hendrickson Toyota in Coconut Creek for $3,500, and at the bottom of the list will be CarMax. I'm going to, yeah, probably. It's probably Carmack. Yeah. But we'll do that, John. Thank you very much for the call. Yeah, John, thanks for being part of the show. We hope to hear from you again. You know, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Thank you. I appreciate your effort. Thanks a lot. You're quite welcome. Anybody tries to say anything, ask to see what kind of car they drive. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Exactly. Uh, how about at the bottom of that list, uh, $75 for a dealer fee? Let's see, who has that? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody. Not in Florida. <laughs> Unless you want to move to California, and yeah. they have a cap. They have a cap right. on their dealer fee. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you, uh, if you're, if you're, if you are unable to listen to our live show, or you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can always subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars podcast on your smartphone or tablet using any of the following podcast apps, and that's Apple. Uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, and also Pocket Cast and Overcast. So uh, if you uh, if you would like to watch highlights from our show, go to youtube.com slash Cars. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. Grico, Chevrolet, Del Rey Beach. Over the last 10 years or so, we've missed you shop hundreds of dealers. We've investigated largely large uh, publicly owned dealerships like AutoNation, Tiny Mom and Pop, like uh, Aubrey's Auto Share. That was literally a mom and pop, I believe. We, also, we always have a purpose. It's, it's to see if the car dealer will disclose the existence of a Takata airbag or to see to what extent a salesperson will exploit a naive and unprepared car shopper. A favorite of ours has always been finding a car, a car ad that just looks too good to be true, gigantic discount, ridiculously low monthly payment. In nearly every case like these, our shoppers have uh, unraveled the scam, exposing the ways car car dealers get out of actually honoring the promise. They had a sick, classic bait-and-switch. Lately, however, it's become more difficult to find these extraordinary advertisements. They still exist, but changes in the way car dealers advertise, less newspaper and television, and marketing restrictions imposed by manufacturers have made them more scarce. I like to think maybe Earl Stewart on Cars' this show has had some effect, too. So when we stumbled upon an ad for a brand new Chevy Cruze being advertised by Grico, Chevrolet, and Delray Beach, we jumped at the chance to check out a possible old-fashioned bait-and-switch. We've shopped about a half-dozen Grico dealerships over the years. Uh, they are all on the do-not-recommend list, every one of them. You spoiled it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. They are all on the do-not-recommend list, found at gooddealerbetterlist.com. Also at EarlOnCars.com. Believe me, uh, they've done it all. Deceptive ads, high pressure. Greco is the new Napleton, or maybe Napleton is the old Greco. I don't know. I think they're both. They're, they're, they're both. They're yeah. both pretty uh, pretty bad. This time, the ad offered five thousand dollars off a new 2018 Chevy Cruze, a small car akin to the Ford Focus or Honda Civic. That sounds like a pretty big discount for a car in the low $20,000 price range, although if rebates were available, it wouldn't be unheard of. However, given Greco's track record, we decided to send an Agent X to make sure. 
Speaking in the first person, like I'm the shopper, I pulled into Greco Chevrolet shortly after the sales department opened at 9 a.m. Park tried to find a new 2018 Chevy Cruze on the lot. I wanted for about 10 minutes, unable to locate a Cruze and failing to get the attention of any salespeople. I went inside to find help. I met Stephen right away. In his introduction, I learned he was a salesperson. He was brand new. Hear that all the time. Mystery shopping reports. Huge turnover in car dealerships with salespeople. Almost commonplace. The salesperson only been there a short time. This case, he'd only been there three weeks. Stephen asked what I was looking for, and I told him I wanted to get a new cruise. I didn't mention the offer. He sat me down at a table, took out a paper questionnaire, and began to gather information about me. His technique was clinical, and it felt like an interrogation. He wrote down my answers until I got frustrated, and I stopped him. Hey, can I take a look at the car? I could get you. I, I get the information later. I'll give you the information later. Stephen said he was supposed to get the whole form filled out, but he would go check with his manager to see if he could skip. So he's kind of like a mechanical. This is the training they go through. They say, Stephen, this is what you do. You know, exactly. Do exactly what I tell you. So he's being a robot. That's what new salespeople do. So he went to see if he could skip ahead of what they told him to do. Uh, I asked him to hurry, so I didn't have a ton of time. He said he would go uh, talk to Javier, his manager. After five minutes, Stephen returned and said, let's go. We went outside. I followed him across the lot. He walked from one section to the other. I noticed that Stephen seemed lost. First day out. Now, he's been there three weeks. He shouldn't get lost. He asked if he could go run and ask Javier where the cruises were. So... Uh, I said, okay, and I stood there listening to a huddle of salespeople shooting the breeze while I waited for Stephen to get back. I apologize. This is not one of our better shopping reports, so, uh, but... Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. We, it is funny, yeah. Uh, it's not educational, but it's funny. Right. He finally came outside with a key in his hand. He said he was sorry. He could not find uh, where the cruises were. He asked me to wait a little more, and he would run and find it and then bring it to me. He sprinted away again, and I waited some more. I timed it this time, 15 minutes, 15 minutes <laughs> four and four seconds until he pulled up in front of me in a new 2018 Chevy And this is important, though, because people go through this. Yeah, I know. I know. This doesn't happen when you go to the grocery I store. I know, I know. Or Costco. I know. It's Good points, though. <laughs> Good points. But we're not here to improve the sales techniques right. of car dealerships. Well. We're here to improve the integrity. Yes. We took it out for a test drive. We didn't say much to each other on the, on the ride. Stephen, Stephen probably didn't know anything. So uh, there wasn't much he could say. He was excited about uh, the completion of Greco's new facility next to their Ford store. That's interesting, a Chevy and Ford store side by side. Mm -hmm. Interesting concept. Not a bad idea. On the way back, I'm not kidding you here, Stephen informed me that we better get some gas. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so it is funny. I mean, it's funny to us because we're in the business and we're laughing at you know, how incompetent can you get. Meanwhile, Mike Greco saying, why don't we sell more cars at Greco Chevrolet? I know John and Howard are, are enjoying this yeah, right now. I mean, yeah. So it's because your salespeople don't know where the cars are, and the, and your other people don't know how to put gas in the cars when you take a customer Does out. Mr. Greco know where he is? Yeah. Eventually, we were seated again at the same table. Stephen pulled out the half-completed questionnaire. I'd forgotten about that. I let him ask anyway, answered all the rest of the questions. He laid the paper down and asked me what kind of payment I wanted. I replied that I told him already. I was paying cash. I showed him 
on the questionnaire where I said that. Stephen said he needed to check something with Javier, got up and left to return okay. and asked me if I was writing a check or getting financing with a bank or credit union. I said it was the latter. I needed to speed things up, so I told Stephen that I appreciated that he was new, but I needed to get their best price all written up on a buyer's order. I told him to go ask Javier for the price. He was gone just for a few minutes before returning and telling me Javier needed to speak with me. He led me to Javier's office. Javier didn't want to go to him. He wanted him to come to Javier. Bring him to me. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Mohammed to the mountain. I was, I was a little nervous on the walk over. Javier told me he had bad news. He just learned there was a stop sale. Just learned. Stop sale on the cruises. There was a major fuel filter, fuel pump, risk with a fire on the model. Oh. I wanted to buy it. So I, I just took a test drive in a car Mama and it on fire. <laughs> it's okay to take your customer for a test drive, but we can't sell it. Right. Uh, so he was unable to write me up today. I told Javier I couldn't take delivery today anyway. I just needed the price, the numbers. He said he couldn't do that. Maybe if you give the price on the car, the car will burst into flames. Possibly. I'm not sure why. Why is it unsafe to give the price? Of the, I don't know. And I don't think Javier knows it either. I don't think it is illegal to give the price no, of the car. No, no. I said I was in the Chevy store in Lake Worth, and they gave me a buyer's order for the same model. Javier held his ground. I asked for a minute to call my wife in. Uh, in reality, I called Earl Stewart on cars, headquarters, and asked what I should do. I was told to push ahead. I told Javier and Stephen that my wife told me not to leave without an out-the-door price. I told them he was just going to stay there. Asianette wasn't going to leave. That's what I told him. I told <laughs> I go get a price. Don't go. <laughs> I told him that I'd seen an ad for $5,000 off. I'm and his wife. I needed to get a buyer's order with a deal for the credit union. Javier repeated that he couldn't print a buyer's order because of the stop sale. I countered with the same argument. Finally, I asked, hypothetically, can I get $5,000 off? Javier says, yes, but I cannot sell you the car. <laughs> he added... There was a $2,000 factory rebate included on the discount that everyone qualified for. I asked him if he'd give them the, uh, me in writing, and, and he said he would. Pulled out a pad of paper, uh, green Sharpie pen. He wrote MSRP 20465 below that. He wrote discounted price 15465 He made some calculations on his phone, then wrote 18459 out the door. He, he said out the door included their $799 dealer fee, which he proudly informed me was one of the lowest. Well, good for you, Javier. He said he would call me when the stop sale was finished and if the rebate was still applicable. Uh, you know, I apologize for the shopping report, folks. We should have shopped another dealership, but we did it too late. Rick? Just for the fun of it, I looked at the NHTSA website. There are no recalls listed for the 28 Chevy Cruze. Okay. The Chevy inventory list for the local area around Lake Worth, West Palm, where I live, shows 100 Chevy Cruises available for sale. And I just did a online chat with, I'll just call her T, and she said, informed me that they have no information in their resources about any stop sale or recall, hmm. but I'd need to speak with the local dealer concerning more information. Well, maybe that. the joke's on us. I thought about this. I, I just didn't think they were smart enough to spot us, and if they did spot us, they would just keep the secret. Yeah. But apparently, We've never been there before. Well, you know, it's a small world. South Florida is a small world. We've got world. some confusion. Uh, car salespeople work. Javier might have been working at Schumacher yeah. Chevrolet last week. Yeah. So, uh, Or maybe the Chevrolet and all the dealers are networking and saying, 
who our shoppers are describing them. They might have secret photos yeah. of them on the walls. But uh, toasters. You mean kind of like <coughs> the post office? Like Dodgers. if they lied about <laughs> the uh, uh, stop sale on the cruise, then I would have to say we were busted. So uh, I apologize. Uh, I salute you, Greco Chevrolet, for spotting our shoppers. Yes, Mr. Greco. If that's what but, happened. But yeah. we're going to be back, and you won't spot them next time. We used one of our old shoppers, and we will be back at Mystery Shop U. And I'll tell you who else forget a Mystery Shop. All you Costco dealers, we're coming in. We're coming in, and we're going to look at your Costco price sheet, and we're going to be calling my good friend Rick Borg in San Diego at Affinity Development Group, and we're going to be sending him copies of the Mystery Shopping Report for Costco dealers all over South Florida. So buyer, or I should say seller beware. How do you say seller beware in Latin? Uh, Stu can mm, look vendor that up. Vendor emptor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, caveat vendor. Caveat vendor? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I, 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 the, 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 this will be go down in history is the Costco auto buying program, a.k.a. Affinity Development Group, uh, Costco uh, show, where we turn the, turn the tide. <laughs> For you Costco members out there, because we're going to fix this, folks. We're going to fix it so you are not deceived by the Costco yes. auto program. You've been we're warned. Gonna, we're going to pursue this any <laughs> way we have to That's to right. see that when you buy a car at the Costco member price, it includes all the profit for the dealer. It will not include tag and tax, but that'll be it. It'll be modeled after the Consumer Reports program, the True Car program, and it will be rigidly enforced so you Costco members will be protected. And the start is with... Rick Borg mm-hmm. and the Affinity Development Group. And Rick and I will have additional discussions. And as I say, we're going to be going mystery shopping all over South Florida. Okay, Cave car, Venditor. Okay, car dealers, <laughs> you've been warned. Uh, there is going to be a coup d'etat. Be prepared. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had as much fun as we did this morning. Again, we can't thank you enough for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. And uh, to all of the mothers out there, I truly want to mi- wish all of you a very happy Mother's Day. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.